You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction, and we are so excited to come to you this day. The energy is brewing this hour is set aside to really go into Undiscovered territory. This hour is going to be about going to places, frontiers that you have maybe not gone before. And our topic is specifically around teachers, preachers, and even parents. We're going to be talking about what is it to be a teacher in a, in a spiritual context. What is it to be a preacher? What is it to be a parent knowing that what you are saying and what you are doing is part of this unfolding of consciousness with those that you love and those that you come to know as students? We're going to really have a good time with understanding what teaching is and more importantly, what it is not. And also we're going to talk about some of our favorite teachers and why we love them. And what is it about spiritual teachers who understand the energy expansion and the co-creativeness of what happens when we exchange ideas and information that we love, that changes our lives. So welcome to an exciting edition of Everyday Attraction where we really focus on what it means to be a teacher in spirit and to help me just have a wonderful journey along this path of unfolding. I have my favorite gal pal spiritual co-pilot, and we're sitting on the metaphysical porch today. Welcome, <laughs> Janice Campbell. Welcome. Hi, how are you? <laughs> oh, let me tell you. We all okay. I have to tell the audience. We had like this pre-call, Janice and I, that I could have recorded because we were just so high on this topic of teaching. This topic of being a spiritual teacher in the world, being a preacher, being a parent, and um, of course, what we're we're talking specific. Oh, first and foremost, welcome, Janice. How are you? I'm, <laughs> I'm great. It reminds me when you said teacher, preacher, and parents. It's like that movie with trains, airplanes, and automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got to get there somehow. But, Janice and I both have a passion about this concept of being teachers because we are in our lives. And many of the people who are listening to the show, you are also teachers, maybe not in the traditional sense of having a classroom, but you have been called to a spiritual life and, and you end up teaching that which you know. So it becomes a natural part of our progression. But we were just listening to a new Abraham segment. And for those of you who maybe are listening to the show for the first time, we study the teachings of Abraham, which is a consciousness coming through a teacher by the name of Esther Hicks. You can find all of 
about them at abraham-hicks.com. But we've been listening to some of the latest, greatest information coming from a recent workshop that they just did. And uh, Janice and I are on the Glutton program, so we pretty much get <laughs> everything they say. And we like to take it and break it down and riff on it and get a real feeling. So what they were talking about, a woman sat in the hot seat in front of Abraham and asked the question, you know, what is it to be a good teacher? How is it that we can be the best teacher? And the first and foremost that they said is that teaching is not about downloading information. Oh, I love that because how often have we been bored out of our minds because we are with teachers who are just there to try to download or force information, and that is not part of any part of what teaching is. It is not about information. It is about going into this vortex where we begin to tune each other up about the questions that we have. Janice, have you ever felt that when, you, when you're in a class or you're in a situation where you just feel like someone's just trying to give you downloaded information? Right. I'm just thinking when you said that, too, I also feel, I felt that myself teaching also. Like there's certain classes that I had to teach or committed to teaching, but it wasn't really the way I normally teach, and it was hard because I felt like I don't, all those feelings came from, oh, I don't know enough, I should know more, all that kind of stuff. It wasn't coming from my the normal way that I teach, and it felt very different. You know, it kind of goes into, do I know enough? I Do I need more information? It was like, now that I think about it, it's almost like looking in the wrong place. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to talk really clearly right here what teaching is not. So, so, so box number one, check off, teaching is not about downloading information. Mm-hmm. The second big point, teaching is not about fixing anyone. Teaching is not even, oh, here we go, get ready, people. Mm-hmm. It's not even about helping anyone. <gasps> really? Really? I mean, how is that possible? How is it that teaching is not even uh, from the energy of lack and limitation? Good teaching in the vortex. And what they talked about in this segment, what Abraham was talking about, is that teaching in the vortex is when a student provokes a question that the the teacher in the vortex already has the answer queued up, has the knowing, and that the student is there to pull the knowing from the teacher as part of the teacher's expansion. (laughs) Right. And actually they said that the student gives, actually the student is teaching the teacher because the student actually has the answer, but they can't, they don't have access to it because they're focused on the question. So in a way, the teacher is there. The teacher expands, but it's kind of giving the student, reflecting back to the student what the student already knows or they wouldn't have had the question in the first place. I love this. It totally levels the playing field of what we know as student-teacher relationships. And I think it really puts you in this place of knowing it is a co-creative field where a student has a question, you tune that up in them, and then they tune it up in you. I mean, it's this wonderful relationship, but what it is not is you tuning yourself down to their question. 
in order to reach them. I think there has been this false premise that as a teacher you have to leave the good feeling place and go to their place of confusion or suffering or whatever it is in order to reach them. And I think what we're hearing is that is actually the opposite. Right. Both out. And if you think it's your job to serve, you know, we get so hung up on, oh, I'm here to serve you. Because when you think about what does that mean, basically you're saying, I could serve you because I know more than you do. Or, do you know what I mean? There's something off about that whole, you know, I'm here to help you. I'm here to, instead of being that co-creative dance where we're in this together, the only, the reason why this teaching works is because there's two players in it. It's not that it's an elevated thing where I know, like you say, I know more than you and I'm going to give it to you because you need it and you're coming here so I can help you. Now, and then they're laughing like, no, the student doesn't come so you can help. The, this, you know, the student is helping you by showing up because then you get to expand. You get to expand. And I, I love this idea as teachers, as preachers, as even parents, we want to be in that place that whatever is coming through is an opportunity for our own expansion, which then we share and it expands the other as well. So you have to accept that you're not here to teach but to benefit from the questions of their life carved out in a new place for you to expand. Did y'all, did y'all get that? <laughs> you, you know, it's interesting. When I was listening to this teacher tape, it felt, I mean, like you say, there was a familiar, familiarity to it. But at the same time, it was like, oh, my God, like it was so exciting and looking at teaching in a whole different way. But then when you say parents, I feel like I've always parented that way. You, you know, I kind of always felt like it's my job to follow my kids, like not like follow, but it's, it's interesting to see where they go. And I do grow through them because they take me either, you know, through their speaking or ideas or even physically places that are like, oh, interesting. Now we're on this conversation or now we're going here or, you know what I mean? It, I kind of get it with the parenting thing. So it's it's interesting to really see like we're here to give to each other. It's so fun. And, and that's the part of the excitement because it is that when, when you're in the vortex as a teacher and you're holding the answer and you're simply reflecting it back, knowing that the student already has it within them. And so you, in that knowing, like Jesus, one of the greatest teachers that we know, pulled you into his knowing, sources knowing, and therefore the question, the issue disappears and what is only left is the answer. But it is that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to reflect out your own knowing. And the best preachers do this too. They're going to reflect out your own knowing of your own God consciousness. I think about Michael Beckwith specifically, one of my favorite teachers, the agape leader. He knew I knew. And so when he beams out Mm -hmm. the consciousness of my own knowing, I am sucked in to this vortex of remembering myself. And then it is from my own place of expansion that I then share the yes with him because I know as you know as a teacher especially teaching a large group of people you feel the yes energy in the room Mm -hmm. you know I have stood up in front of you know crowds of people at unity services and knew when they were getting it and knew when they weren't and it was interesting as it had nothing to do with them it had everything to do with me (laughs) what do you what do you mean exactly by that like you felt it why did that have to do with you as it relates to this because I'm either in the vortex just exploring my own knowing and reflecting it back, exploring mm-hmm. my knowing of who they are, mm-hmm. or I'm in a place of trying to help them get it. 
Yeah, which is interesting too, because I have that feeling when I'm teaching that I could feel when I'm in the flow and almost like losing track of everything. Stuff is just happening versus being in my head. Yes. Yeah, because it feels very different. Because one is you, you almost like you lose yourself, like you forget your teaching. You, you kind of almost disappear. And it feels like it's all energy. Even years ago, I remember I used to teach this one class, and people's faces would get blurry to me, like mm. visually blurry. I couldn't even see their faces. It just felt like energy. And it feels so magical. It's so fun, as opposed to those other times where I'm actually paying attention to the words that are coming out of my mouth. You know, oh. like, is this right? Has it, does this sound funny? Like, I kind of do that a lot of times until I get warmed up and then slip into a different gear. Well, speaking of Reverend Michael Beckwith, what I used to love about going to the Agape Church and listening to him is that he would actually just sort of have this innocuous title of the talk, having really no clue what source was going to pull through him in his knowledge of knowing who we are. Because what he would always say is, I'm going to, you know, tune to what I know that you already know, but maybe you've forgotten. And so he really didn't know. I mean, he was up in front of thousands of people and didn't have anything that he was looking at. Um, And he just allowed the knowing of the consciousness to pull the reminding, the remembering through him. Yanla Van Zandt, another brilliant teacher, preacher that I have watched work and just been astounded uh, as to, you know, all they're doing is... Uh, gap closing. <laughs> yeah. You know? But think about that. Like when you and I have fun, really fun conversations or conversations with anybody where you, you kind of leapfrog. It's like, it's not like, okay, this conversation, we are going to talk about this point A, B, and C. I mean, we have no idea where the conversation's gonna go. Yes. But it goes. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like a class, just less people. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just the two of us, but it's kind of the same thing. Like, you would never think of preparing for a conversation. Exactly, exactly. But I also want us to talk about the fact that as students, we need to remember that we know it all, Mm -hmm. that it is in us, and that we play the role of student. We play the role of, of not remembering the answer as part of the game almost to get pulled into the answer because there is an exhilaration in sort of forgetting and then remembering which great teachers and preachers do they help us remember our greatness remember and facilitate our own knowing never ever ever does a teacher remind you that you are not capable or stupid or don't understand mm-hmm. those are the teachers that um, that don't actually understand this new technology of teaching this understanding that it is a co-creative level playing field and we're just um, expanding each other's frontiers. Uh, this is why we love Abraham so much, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, they are uh, an epitome of a great teacher because they're, they're always going to go to the vibration of the knowing of the answer, never, ever, ever spending any time getting into the problem, you know? And it feels good to remember. I think that's why it feels so good to listen to them because it's like it reminds me of reading some of the authors that I really love the reason why I like reading them is because I remember, I'm like, I like, it's fun to read things I already know. It's kind of like confirmation. Like, I knew that. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's all about resonating. Yes, yes. And, and dare I say this one woman, you know, who was at this workshop and was talking about the energy of teaching, she even brought up the word, it's orgasmic. When you get into, <laughs> when you get into the spiritual remembering where yes. 
The teacher said yes. The student said yes. The teacher then is expanded even further. Now, now there's more information coming, and the student says yes. And there is this. <laughs> it's so true. It's fabulous. Okay. It's yeah, like an on. explosion, <laughs> and it, it is kind of like what else is it? It's so good. I mean, it's just it's like that feeling, like oh my god, this is so fun. I mean, when it's really going like that. <laughs> Come on, people! It's all God. We got to remember this is about a beloved. Well, it's energy. It's energy. Energy yeah. is flowing, and it's not being obstructed. Well, also, it's that feeling of a new place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like when we stop, when we start to drop our issues, and allow, and allow the source energy to move in, and then you get to this new place of understanding everything. Your new place of understanding your life, new place of understanding a situation. There is just this. Relief, and it I was really, going to say that same word. It's a relief. You're so right. It's a relief. It's like a we could breathe. Like ah, yes, yes. <laughs> and it is that explosion of consciousness in real time, which is what they talked about. This explosion of consciousness in real time, which is having an impact on the physical world, which is having its way through consciousness. So we are actually changing the physical world. This is not only an internal orgasm. It is actually a movement (laughs) of physical earth, physical experiences. We are changing and shifting how the vibration shows up in the manifest form. Because remember, what we know from quantum physics is what we know about the understanding of vibration is that everything is this thought energy first and then comes into the beautiful world of places and faces. So we want to really anchor in the fact that even though you may think you're just feeling good and this is an expansion and you're now releasing, you are actually changing the physical universe with your consciousness. And I love that part because it's a collaboration of expansion. I am releasing the don't know. I am releasing the I can't. I am releasing the yeah buts. And I'm simply allowing the rise of the energy that creates worlds to expand through me. And it's what the student has to give me as a teacher that I show up for, not the other way around, you know. I love that. And so I just, you know, do a shout out to all the the students who have ever showed up to one of my classes. I love you for the expansion that you gave me. Mm. There is no service here. There right. is no <laughs> suffering. There is none of that. It Sacrificing. <laughs> and in that place, we are all playing the role of teacher and student in our lives. At one time or another, we step into those different roles. And especially as a parent, I mean, talk about flipping that, what you said. I can learn from my mm-hmm. child, from their expansion, from their viewpoint. And, and it's and you know too, it's so much more fun. Well, you are listening to Everyday Attraction, and we are here talking about teachers and preachers and expansion of consciousness. And we're so happy you joined us for this hour. Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break before we come back. You are listening to Everyday Attraction. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. 
please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. it really, really is to be in that position of expansion. And what we uncovered in the first part of the show is it ain't what you think. It is not about solving problems. It is not about getting to the place where the students are. It is about this co-creative expansion where you hold the knowing that everything and anything you want is already here, already available in consciousness. I I just have to go back to, to Jesus and hold that presence that Jesus knew so well to hold the well-being of the the ones that he preached to and teach to. And it is through that knowledge of well-being that everyone was healed. It was the consciousness of knowing. But see, it wasn't that Jesus healed. It was that he held the knowing of wholeness. And those who came into that remembering were remembering their own wholeness and any dis-ease had had to fall away. It was no longer a vibrational match, which is kind of curious because sometimes you can come into the energy of a great teacher, a great preacher, and if you and then you can walk away and sort of maybe pick up some of your old 
thoughts of how you are and who you are, and before you know it, the problem has manifested. I, I often wondered if the people <laughs> that, that Jesus healed kind of went home and started having that conversation with their wife, and then suddenly the next day they weren't feeling so good again. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, and the important thing is it's not about the teacher, and I think that's the other part of it, is that you can also feel when a teacher is trying to say that you need them. And that's mm-hmm. false. That's a false premise. Well, and it feels lousy. Yeah. Yeah, you get that feeling like, ooh, you know, and if you don't complete this course and if you don't show up, <laughs> it's yeah, like, huh, why does this feel off? There's something off here. That's what's so interesting too. We're such truth machines. Like we could, you could feel, we could feel when things are resonating, when there's truth there. And we could also feel when it's off. When people really aren't coming from their authentic place. I love that truth machines. Let's just break that down a little bit. So we want to trust our guts, our, our internal knowing, our emotional responses to teachers because oftentimes we can get very, very quickly if they know what we're talking about today that the teaching is really about holding the energy of knowing and expansion and that there is nothing actually wrong or out of order or difficult. Um, that there, you can really, like you say, when you get pulled into a classroom, uh, where, or, or a service where a preacher or teacher is holding that energy, your whole body says yes. Uh huh. You're, you're captivated. Time loses itself. Right. You are transported into a, a new understanding of who you are. Um, and then there's that opposite experience where you know, you just feel like they're trying to make something happen. They're trying to get you to be different than who you might be, or they're trying to make you feel as if you are not enough in some way. And sometimes it can be subtle. Well, and you feel it's like that Emerson thing, you know, who you're being shouts so loud, I can't hear what you say. It's like it's not about the words, because sometimes people will say fabulous words, and I'll be like, wow, I don't feel anything. Like the words were great. Like, I don't get, you know, it's like, it's interesting. It, it is all vibration. And it's the, it's like Abraham always says, words don't teach. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm thought, I'm brought to that experience too vibrationally when I know a teacher or preacher has something to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that people are so keen in mm-hmm. on what the intention is of a teacher and a preacher, and that they you can sniff out. It's almost like we have the sense of a dog. You know, we have like this keen smell mm-hmm. where we can smell when someone's objective is to sell us a product mm-hmm. and not to be here for our expansion. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that whole thing of, I mean, there's nothing wrong with selling products, but it's where you're coming from, what you're leading with. Yeah, I think that's, like you say, it's the intention. What's the intention? Because products could really support the message and continue people on with the journey. But if it's, if it's, it's, now that I'm saying this, it's almost, it's not even really about the product. If they're leading with the product, there's something else off. Yeah. And I think that's what we're picking up on. You know? I think what's, what's interesting is that when you get into that vortex and a teacher is reminding you of your own greatness and your own ability to connect in with source energy no matter where you are, when you mm-hmm. get into that, you, you can't wait to get their book. You want to well, yeah, like look at Abraham. You don't think about their products. My God, they have a zillion products. <laughs> Everything they have is a product, but you don't think about them. When you, when you think about them, you don't think about 
products. <laughs> I remember, I remember one workshop where a guy sat down. And he said, "Yeah, you know, my wife brought me, and I came in there, and I saw all that stuff you have on the tables outside the workshop." And I thought, "All right, we know what these guys are up to." Mm-hmm. And he said, after the first segment, he was like the first guy to beeline to the yeah. product table. <laughs> yes, yes, because yeah. it's so not about the products, but the products when they're sold in a way that is about your expansion. Mm-hmm. You cannot hold people back from that. So because we want you know, more of that, it's like it, it's that thing we were talking about before the break. It's like it feels so good. You want more. You want more. I want. To carry you this don't around. want it to end. Yes. 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 I want to carry this around. So note to teachers and to those who are building businesses around teaching: if your products are suffering and you're feeling the need to push and you're feeling like, how can I make a living from this? Off, 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 off. It's just like you really have to step back and remember there's, there isn't an urgency to save anyone. There is no saving going on. There is cert- there is only, only, only an expansion and a remembering of ourselves and it is that co-creative experience. And then the work, whatever it is, will support you. And, you know, I even want to say this, it doesn't even apply just to teachers and preachers. This applies to business professionals. Mm -hmm. This applies over the board that if you want your work to support you, it will naturally support you if you are in that vibration of knowing there is nothing to solve. There is Mm -hmm. nobody who needs to be saved. There is only that opportunity to have this exchange of consciousness, which brings us to new frontiers and new understandings. And, uh... And I gotta say, you know, Abraham has, has named the new book coming through. Uh, it's called, uh, Spirituality, the, the next frontier. The next frontier, which I think is really why we love spiritual expansion and why we drag ourselves to whatever locations to hear good teachers and preachers and because we just love that expansion and life is truly that classroom. Uh, but you know, one of the things too that and Janice and I, you, you and I, you know, know this really well. There is oftentimes as a teacher to feel like you need to over prepare. <laughs> you know, there is, especially when you have, you know, tasks to a class or you're speaking in front of a large group and there is that sort of need, uh, to kind of try to get everything in there and make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, instead of what we really see is letting that all go. Right. You know. Letting but again, it's kind of like, where does the preparation come from? Because if it comes from, I need to do more, I'm not ready, I'm not a very good teacher, I better make sure I've got all, you know, it's kind of, if it's coming from scarcity, it's one thing. And yet, I also um, recognize there's another level of preparation where I do it for myself so yes. that I can relax. Like it's, 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 those are very different energies of preparation depending upon where I'm coming from. Yes. What I'm doing. Because yes. there's a certain level of, I, li- I like to have a certain, there's a certain structure that makes me, then I can actually relax and be present. Yes. Yes. And I think there is a certain respect that you have for the people who show up, um, that you want to have some idea of the sort of delicious bullet points that you want to get through as you look at different options and the different opportunities that you want to explore. But that's almost enough. Mm-hmm. You know, just sort of have an idea of where you want to go because I think the really exciting classroom or the exciting exchange is when you feel like the teacher is going to places they didn't even know they were going to go to because they're so tapped in, they're getting new information. And they don't know the students that are going to show up and the questions the students are going to ask. So if it's too prepared, there's no room for it. 
It's almost like I've got my agenda all figured out and there's no room for you, you know. <laughs> blah, 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 This is what we're going to talk about. But when their space is in room, who knows who's going to show up and who knows what questions they're going to formulate. That is really it right there. I think that is such an important component of being a good teacher is that if you already have prepared every minute or close to it, mm-hmm. then you absolutely dismiss the presence of what is knowing. Now, let's say you, you could maybe get an intuitive hit about what the energy is going to be like mm-hmm. and who's showing up. That certainly can happen. But I, I even like the idea of being surprised by what gets pulled through you right? in, that, in that moment, being delighted. Uh, I know sometimes I'll stand up and I'll be talking about this work and I'll be getting information and analogies. And I know this is what we talk about. It's sort of a, it's, it is a channel. You know, mm-hmm. it is, it's like you're getting stuff and you're like, oh, oh, oh I just got something new. Hold on, here it goes. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it would, you couldn't have thought about it an hour ago. Couldn't It have. wasn't even close to coming in because, well, it gets back to what we started talking about. The student is, you know, the student comes up with the question, but also they are formulating the answer. Yes. And then it's coming out of you. So <gasps> it would be oh. impossible for that to happen yes. outside the classroom without the it, student. And, and, it, and it would miss out on the, on the ride of the exchange because remember what Abraham is talking about is it's really the reason people teach is for their own expansion and the student is providing the fodder, the contrast. Mm-hmm. But the wonderful thing is, um, unlike our real lives, you don't have to get into the fodder. As a teacher, you can kind of stay up in that vortex and you get like permission. No, you're actually being pulled to stay up in that energy of yes. knowing you're not going to go into the question part. You're going to let your, your beloved teammates go to the question part. <laughs> and then, and then there, and then that, that exchange happens. And I think you're right. We could really, really miss out on some incredible opportunities if we don't allow the students to guide the curriculum. Well, and it's the exact same thing with parenting. <laughs> it's all figured out, okay, your days are completely scheduled. You're going to do this, this, this. There's no room to be. There's no room for anything new. It's just, or if we've got it, I've got it all figured out. How it, I always laugh with new parents, you know, before they have kids. Oh, I will never let my child watch TV. I will never, you know, like all these rules, and they know exactly what it's going to be like. And then the kids come, oh, well, maybe I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because until the students show up, you don't really know. You can't pre-plan that. <laughs> I love that analogy to parenting because I think that, you know, there is so much similarities in being able to uh, hold the knowing uh, that your child is full and complete. And it's really probably the hardest one to hold because you so want to go in there and fix it and protect them and make it better and it is really powerful. You have to be so aligned with source to yeah. hold that all is well, even in the But you know what always suffering. helps me is the thing of they are source. As much as I'm source, they're source. Yes. That's it. And they're probably like, you know, Abraham always talks, the new energies coming in are even more advanced. So in a way, they, you know, <laughs> who am I tell them how to be in this world? <laughs> Don't be fooled by appearances. They yes. may need they mean into diaper change, but they are God consciousness. <laughs> they, and I, it's just way more fun. Like we say, we talk about how much fun it is to be in a classroom when that exchange is going on. It's the same. It's it, Parenting could be just as much fun. Yes, yes. Or it can be just as much a lasers, you know what I mean? <laughs> Depending on how you see it. If you feel like you're here as the one to, you know, 
to really push all the rules, um, then you lose out on who you've become. And that is really what the whole premise is, to get up to speed with who you've become. But they talk a lot about children as, you know, they're exactly how we should be, the kind of, now what, now what, now what are we going to do? More, 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 more. You know, there's that that um, appetite yes. for expansion that, you know, <laughs> you know, if you play by the rules and you get broken down into structure too much and you lose the magic of now what, now what, now what, now yes. what, you know, then being a student is no more any fun. Yes. You know? Well, it's that resignation, like why bother? Yeah. You know? It talks more about the regurgitation than it does about the experience. Right. I was just thinking, too, like, you know, when the kids will talk about their favorite teachers and what, you know, it's always, it, now that I'm thinking about it, the fav- their favorite teachers are always the ones who let them see themselves. Mm. You know what I mean? They, they, they created the space for the kids to actually see the magnificence that they are. That's what makes a great teacher. And, and, it, and it's across the board because I went when I think about my favorite teachers growing up, they were always the ones who knew that I could do something that I didn't even know I could do. Right, and they held that, like you said, Jesus. They just held that space. Mm. It was they, just, they didn't even have to tell you. Just knew that they knew that about you. You knew that they trusted you. Oh, oh. I mean, having that, and again, you know, this translates to a teacher and a parent, if a parent can hold the knowing, I often say the worst thing you can say to somebody is, I, wor- I worry about you. Right. Because yeah. when you say, I worry about you, you basically say, I don't think you have enough connection and knowing and ability exactly. to get through yes. this. I mean, how debilitating is and that? It, people I, say that it feels horrible. I mean, it just, you know, I worry about you. Right. And, and we think we're being concerned and good parents. I worry about you. I think about my kids are in plays and, and the director, she just throws the kids. I mean, it's amazing what she pulls out of those kids, but it's because she's holding that space and she knows they can do it. And when, when I first hear about their parts, I'll be like, Oh my God. <laughs> but obviously she knows what she's doing. She knows what they're capable of and she holds that space. Damn. It makes it so much simpler, doesn't it? it really- yes takes the whole role as teacher, preacher, parent into a much simplest, much more simplistic place than sometimes we make it, <laughs> is that, you know, if I can just hold the presence, hold the knowing, release the worry, release the concern, release the need for you to get it right now, you know, it just, it re- but you have to have that trust and faith that this is really your work yeah. only. Because, you know, the further down the spiritual path I go, I always come to the same conclu- the same conclusion. I'm working too hard. <laughs> it's like the more I learn about spirituality, the more I realize I don't have to work this hard. Exactly. I'm trying exactly. too hard working. And I think I'm not working that You know what I mean? Because I've been lightning, lightning, lightning. <laughs> but it's like the more awareness, the more I could release. Oh, that's not mine to do. That's not mine to worry about. <laughs> Absolutely. So here we know, here we know for teachers, here is the best advice we can give to you and preachers and parents. Get into the vortex where you remember your own connection to all that is and then hold that for anyone that you bequest, anyone that you gaze upon. And it is only your objective to hold that knowing no matter what's splashing, as you love to say, Janice, is happening on the surface, no matter how real the problem looks. It is the holding of the truth of who we are that makes the 
physical world shift and that co-creation begin where you can see. And, and isn't why do we do this, Janice? Why do we do this? Because in the moment where somebody gets and remembers who they are, they more fully allow us to remember ourselves. Mm-hmm. That is really it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that compares to that. There isn't. I mean, it's like, oh. <laughs> And so what we're really saying is that the classroom is our life. The life is our classroom. Because all day, every day, whether it be an employer or your granddaughter or the guy in front of you in line, it, we're in this ability to explore and expand through that conscious exchange. And if we can just be open to what part we're playing and relax and surrender to it, be able to be the student and not know and be able to be the teacher and know. And it is wonderful to exchange those roles. You are listening to Everyday Attraction. What we do here is we break down the teachings of Abraham in a scrumptious way, but we also like to just expand even more into the deliciousness of this remembering of who we are. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to talk about our favorite teachers, preachers from the New Thought Movement and and other um, consciousness, and we really hope you'll stay tuned. We'll be right back. Anytime a situation seems confusing or hopeless, most likely I am viewing it from a perspective of human limitation. Instead, I have the innate power to see any circumstance from a spiritual perspective by turning to God in prayer. If I am seeing only problems and not solutions, illness and not wholeness, lack and not abundance, I sit quietly in the silence and reestablish my oneness with God, affirming wisdom, wholeness, and abundance. I begin to see things differently, at one with infinite possibility. I scale the heights of human awareness and view the world as from above, expressing oneness with God in all that I think, say, and do. I allow my spirit to soar. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend, and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today, online at dailyword.com. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. What I want to do in the next few minutes that we have, Janice, I just want to talk about the teachers, the preachers uh, that we love. And why we love them. So I'm going to throw some names out. Let's just talk about the jewels that they are. And I think we'll kind of get a feeling for why we love uh, this expansion and this co-creation. So one of my favorite teachers that I've been learning a lot about lately is Phineas Quimby. 
And for those of you who don't know who Phineas Quimby is, he is actually called the father of metaphysical thought, and he's very much a part of the beginning of the unity movement, which I am so adoring. But what I love about Phineas Quimby, um, who was, lived in, in the 1800s, he dug the mystical and the magical part of life. He was not just settling into what was already done, what was already here, the practical. He loved to go into that unknown, and he played with mesmerism and mysticism and really healed himself of some pretty serious diseases and thus sort of what catapulted into many more teachers from there. But I, you know, I love unity because it's practical, but I also love the mysticism that Phineas Quimby talked about. And when I read his writings, and I can only imagine what it would be like to hear him, um, is that there is this excitement about the unknown, and yet there is this safe secureness that there is nothing to fear and only that to expand. And it's with that that you jump in and say, let's go. You know, I love hearing you say that because that's what I love about spirituality is is you have that the infinite unknown expansiveness, but yet at the same time it's built on principle that you can trust that are not personal, that you're safe, that never waver. So you're safe inside of the principles, but yet we're also, it's almost like the playground is so huge <laughs> that we could play on and we're still safe. And we're just beginning to understand the the frontiers that are unfolding. So yay, Phineas Quimby. And and I really highly recommend if you're a Unity student or you're just fascinated by the mystical, to give him a Google. And I think you'll be really fascinated by him. Janice, what's a favorite teacher or preacher of yours? Um, let's see. I guess the one that pops to mind. Well, there's a few, but um, Eric Butterworth. Mm. I love Eric Butterworth. He was a Unity minister. Um Back, like, what, the 60s, I guess? 50s, yeah. 60s, 70s, yeah, 80s, 90s <laughs> in New York. And I just, his books, um, Spiritual Economics, I love, and also Discover the Power Within You. But I think the reason why I resonate with him is he's so practical. Like, I remember the, the very first class I took at Unity, like, 27 years ago, was Spiritual Economics. And I remember... Reading, I was in the book with the, in this class with these two elderly women, and I loved being there because it felt so good to be with them. They were so peaceful, but I, the words made no sense to me. It was like, oh, it seemed like gibberish. But now when I read it, it's, it's so, I love it because it's so practical. Like I could see, it just, it applies, even though it's a little, some of the stories are dated, it just applies to my life every day. Yeah. You know, and I, he talks about things in a way, I just get it. I just like, oh yeah, I experienced that. Oh yeah, I know, I, it's just, it's so real. I'm not reading about theories that I have to work really hard to understand. It's like immediately I grasp it and I can apply it to my life. Mm. It's, just, it's such a great demonstration of principles working in our life every moment of every day. And so immediate, because when you read his writing, you immediately get relief. You immediately remember. It's like there's something about the way he strings the words together. It's like you, you don't say, what? You just go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yes. yeah. And like yeah. spiritual economics, it apl- it's like that book was written today in, in the economy today. It just, you know, it talks about work and success and money, and it's just so real. It's like it's timeless. Yes, and that's really what makes a great teacher as well, is the timelessness, mm-hmm. even though they might. Because it's based on principles. Yeah. 
principles yes. don't change, so it doesn't matter. And every time I read that book, it's like reading a new book because my consciousness has shifted. It's like, oh, my God, I never saw that before. I never heard that that way. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, the timelessness and also the sort of absoluteness, too. I tend to be attracted to those teachers who are speaking in sort of an absolute language. They don't have a lot of wiggle room for the relative in the mm-hmm. sense that, like, Joel Goldsmith is one of my favorite teachers mm-hmm. and preachers because he just sort of, like, it, he kind of sucked out all the fluff. I mean, there's really not a lot of language there that doesn't absolutely get to the point of our remembering who we are and, yes. and it's like I pick up a Goldsmith and I read him um, and, and I just get this whole other um, it's like waking up from amnesia almost I mean you get this, <laughs> this sort of remembering that I'm really only playing with half a deck sometimes and that he reminds me of the full deck he was the first when I read him I have to say that is the first time where I felt the presence of God like in a vibrating I mean as a child I always felt the presence of God but when I read his work it was like almost like it vibrated you know it's like oh my god <laughs> I mean something it just awakens in you and I agree with the absolute the, the more I'm on this path the more I crave the absolute it's almost like I've got enough relative to add to it in my own life that it's nice to have the voice of the absolute I don't need another voice like my relative voice yeah, I like to have that purity that I can run things through. <laughs> well, I think also as a student of spirituality, it changes over time. Like there are certain teachers that spoke a lot about the relative experience, the real, you know, what what's happening and, and sort of how you have to work through it and the tools and the processes. And, you know, and, and there's that point where that's really important, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you've been suffering a long time, having tools and processes. And right. Tell me what to do. Yeah. Tell me what to do. I need to know. Don't just talk about it. Tell me what to do. <laughs> right. Step-by-step instructions. There's a point in your spiritual life where that is just everything. And then there's also a progression, as we talked about, that teachers pull out from you and you pull from them an even higher knowing. And, you know, of course, we can't not talk about our favorite teacher, Abraham, through Esther Hicks, is that, you know, they're really talking about you get to the point where you throw the tools out, Mm-hmm. You know, the, the tools are really not necessary because when you're in the vortex, you have access to that which creates everything. Right. You know, but there's such a place for those tools because I'm thinking of, you know, when kids ride a bike, it's like you're not going to say to the kid, okay, no training wheels for you. Figure it out. Dive into the vortex. <laughs> I mean, there's a time and a place. And when a child is, you know, 10 years old riding around with training wheels, that's going to slow them down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Time to get off the training wheels. And and I, I think it's all good in that. And I, it, it makes sense because as you expand to a new frontier, you want tools to kind of mm-hmm. acclimate to this new environment. Mm-hmm. You want some places where you can, like, staple yourself. Right. But then you get the momentum. You get the momentum, and then those tools end up kind of being a little weighty. Right, cumbersome. You know? But that's why the, being on the spiritual path is such a personal journey. You know, people can't, oh, no, you don't need that. Or even a lot of times people say, oh, I love this author. And I'd be like, really? I mean, I would try to read it, and I didn't resonate at all. Like, it's so, you have to find your own writers, your own, you know, what's going to, I remember when I first started, when I discovered Abraham, years ago, I would tell my clients, they'd be like, oh, my God, you listen to this stuff? And I'd be like, oh, my God, I love it. And then it's like I stopped telling people because, you know, it's kind of just, it's such a personal thing. 
God, I love, thank you, thank you for bringing that up because that's so important that we don't have to have this pressure of seeking teachers because they will come to us when we're ready. And I know that's a, a very, you know, obvious statement that when the student is ready, the teacher comes. And now we know that when the, you know, when the teacher's ready, the student, the student comes. comes. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but what I, I love what you said though is really trusting. And, and I know what happens is sometimes when we get to a new expansive place and it's because of a certain teacher or preacher that we immediately want to share it with anyone we know who's suffering. Mm-hmm. But take a breath. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. Because they may not be in the place of receiving it because that's their path. Like you said, it's personal. And they're going to find their perfect teachers going to find it because it's that same thing where people say oh i listen to this and i'm like you know i couldn't get into that i you know and you want to trust that it's nothing wrong with you right nothing wrong with you it's not like you're evil and it's Um, not it's not like a linear thing either like an advanced or not advanced it's like there's things that we're never going to be into this lifetime yeah and you can trust that, and there's nothing wrong with not getting it, quote-unquote, because it's just not yours to get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what I love so much about the Abraham work. But what I love about this sacred space that, that you and I create is that when we talk about Abraham, I mean, they're really downloading a lot of information, and they're giving us huge expansion releasing, releasing, releasing. And we're taking that information and making it part of our expansion rather than being students. Oh, they said this, they said this. It's like you get this rush of expansion, but what I love is stopping and kind of like, can we go back and break that down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. I don't know how I went there, mm-hmm. but I need to understand what just happened to me. You know. Yeah. Well, even that woman on the tape was saying that something like, God, when I get to this really great place, all of a sudden I kind of feel like I fall off a cliff. Why is that? You know, why does that happen? And she said, well, over time you won't have that. It's like, like anything, any kind of new space we moved into, at first it's a little wobbly. And then, and then we get more comfortable there. Yes, yes, and that's part of it. And so whether you're a teacher or student, releasing judgment, knowing that all is well, knowing that you're in the perfect place to get the perfect information is the vibration of receiving, and that's so important to do. Well, Janice, believe it or not, we are at the end of our hour. (laughs) So we hope all of you have enjoyed this time with us, and we hope that you're going to just savor your favorite teachers and preachers today and really remember yourself in their knowing. And also we hope that you too, if you are a teacher and we all are, and a, and or a preacher or a, or a child or a parent that you remember we are here for joy. We are here in a co-creative environment. There is nobody that is not divine consciousness. Thank you, Janice. I so appreciate you. your perspective and your knowing and uh, we'll catch you next time. So we hope that this hour again has provided you a way to kind of flip maybe a perception that you had, that you are less than, that you are not knowing, to know that the brilliance of all the teachers lives inside of you waiting for ignition. And your ignition then enlightens those teachers to move further into their consciousness. And we want to, of course, embrace Jesus, who is our master teacher, as we talk about the Christian and the metaphysical consciousness, and we know today that we were part of the expansion that Jesus was. And it was us in consciousness that continued to expand the Christ consciousness. And we are in such a joyous 
co-creation with each other. We send lots of love out to you all. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at everydayattraction at gmail.com. And you can hear us on Live 365 and Unity FM. And soon we'll be having our own website at alignradio.com. And I really appreciate your willingness to come and play with us and to also support our sponsors who help us play here every hour. So do check out our sponsor website at sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon, Central Time, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is recorded live on Thursdays at noon Pacific Time on 12radio.com and blogtalkradio.com. This program is generously supported by sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Live in the power of appreciation. Send out a card today. www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. And by 1-2 Academy. Reach unlimited horizons from your living room. On the web at www.12academy.com. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. What if everything on the big TV screen of life could be interpreted metaphysically? What do current events and popular culture signal back to the collective soul of nations and individuals? Join us every Friday for New World Radio bringing Unity's teachings to the issues of today. The Reverend Laura Barrett Bennett and her weekly guest, Christopher Naughton, take you on a holistic worldview journey with special guests, real issues, and your phone calls and comments. New World Radio with Reverend Laura Barrett Bennett, Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Attention spirit seekers, have you seen the new Unity magazine? It has a bold, fresh look and is filled with content to support you on every step of your spiritual journey. Each bi-monthly issue of Unity magazine is read by people like you who are seeking answers to spiritual questions about relationships, meditation, divine potential, and more. Inside, you will find a wealth of news from the Unity Movement, inspirational articles, reviews on the latest spiritual books, and interviews with renowned spiritual teachers. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to www.unitymagazine.org. Unity Magazine is also available in most Unity Church bookstores. Join us as we discover the leading edge of Unity Thought 
expand our consciousness, and experience a greater oneness with spirit. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you, but God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Unity. 